everyone. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Laura Evans, and you are listening to Hope for the Hurting. Our mission is simple. We just want to provide hope and help to those who are hurting, lost, lonely, and in despair, and let you know we're in this together. My background is in broadcasting and radio, and I'm joined by my dad, Dr. Irv Wolf, who, in addition to being a pastor for over 30 years, has a background in marriage and family therapy. Dr. Irv has authored two books. He's the director of Hopewell Counseling in Minnesota, where he and my mom counsel individuals and couples. And I am just so blessed to be able to do this podcast with you, Dad. I just consider it an honor. Well, thanks, sweetie. And today we're discussing our part two of discerning the will of God. And the reason we're diving into this topic now is because it's the start of a new year. People are launching their goals for the year, their resolutions for the year. And we thought, what better than to dive into God's word, understand what his will is and understand how to discern it so that you have some kind of a rudder as you head into this brand new year. So that's, that's our goal for this podcast. I'm just going to kick us off with a word of prayer and then we'll launch right into it. Dear heavenly father, we just come before your throne right now. And we seek you. We seek your face. We're starting into a new year. We're starting into 2022 and we, we need you. These days are unpredictable at best. They're difficult to, to know what to expect it seems like something new and unsettling is coming out in the news every day. So we need you. We desperately need you. We need wisdom. We need your discernment. And we pray that you would show us how do we discern your will? How do we discern between what you're telling us and what the world is telling us or what our friends are telling us? Please give us wisdom, God. Show us um, your hand in our life so that we can stay rooted and grounded in you. And I just pray that you give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and for all of our listeners, that they would just feel um, encouraged and empowered by what they hear in today's podcast. And I just pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you know, in that first podcast concerning discerning the will of God, um, last week we talked a lot about how do you know the will of God and that God has told us his will through his word. Mm -hmm. So if it's in the word and you know the word, you already know what most of the will of God is. We also talked about three basic principles. Uh, we talked about the faith principle. We talked about the love principle. And we talked about the uh, wisdom principle. And we said in those gray areas of life, those principles kind of govern an awful lot of the will of God. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> in this one, in this podcast, uh, we are talking about a lot of meaty stuff mm. because we're going to talk about the neutral areas. Yeah. It's not a question of gray. It's not a question of it's spelled out in the word of God. Right. <clears throat> These are a lot of questions that people have that are fairly substantial questions mm -hmm. uh, that are neutral, uh, but questions which we want answers to. What job should I take? Mm -hmm. uh, should I move houses? Mm -hmm. Right. Is it time to have a child? Mm -hmm. Should I replace my car? Yeah. So a lot of a lot of ones that we want the, to know the will of God, but it's not spelled out in the Word of God, and it's not it's not borne out for the most part by those three principles. Right. So these are important decisions, which would be critical to know mm -hmm. God's will in. Sure. Uh, we'll discuss them. Uh, part of what we want to do is take a look at the internal and the external confirmation okay. of God's will. 
and he provides both for his searching child. And we want to learn about them. I know it's controversial. So I know that up front. And I know some of our listeners are going to go, wow, this guy's whacked out. What's but, Which part is controversial? Well, we're going to get into the internal mm. confirmation because that, that smacks an awful lot of liver quiver. You know, are you, you know, are you, are you uh, really uh, telling me that uh, I can get away now from the word of God and depend on the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to give me confirmation? And that's exactly what I'm going to tell you. But let's, let's start out kind of with an introduction to it. Okay. And that is neutral decisions are decisions which have no guidelines in scripture. They're not moral decisions by nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, but their decisions such as what model car should I buy? Mm-hmm. What, what kind of house should I buy? Mm-hmm. What kind of company should I go to work for? That mm-hmm. that could be a moral decision. Or which uh, church to attend? What school to send to, your children to? Yes, those are all mm-hmm. what, what we would call a neutral questions. Right. They're not moral questions for the most part. Well, here's some key principles that I think we need to follow. One is internal confirmation and that is that god may confirm his will for you through the internal witness of the holy spirit mm-hmm. that the holy spirit will witness to your spirit mm-hmm. if you're listening mm-hmm. to a still small voice mm-hmm. we're going to talk more about that in a moment he may choose to speak to you through dreams or through visions just like he did joseph remember joseph back in Matthew 1, when he and Mary mm-hmm. had had the Christ child, and they were told that, uh, especially when they got to about two years of age, they better take off for Egypt. Take the, the gifts from the Magi, head for Egypt. Joseph was told that in a dream. Mm-hmm. So God told him that. Now, that one makes me a little nervous because sometimes I feel like people take too much liberty with that. Like they try to interpret their own dreams and they like to give it a spin that turns out well for them. Yeah, well, I would say there are some qualifiers for whether it's of God or whether it's just you. Mm-hmm. One of those qualifiers is it needs to pertain to a real life, a real mm-hmm. life situation, mm-hmm. uh, not just some metaphysical thing or some figurative thing or some fantasy, uh, but rather this is real life. And in Jesus's case, his father, Joseph, uh, knew Mm. uh, by the dream that he had. It was so uh, specific. It was very specific. Mm -hmm. It was brought by an angel. Right. Most of my dreams are just me. Mm -hmm. This is these, these dreams that Joseph had came via an angel Mm -hmm. who in turn was able to project into his dream, yeah. you got to get out of town, buddy. Right now. Take Mary, take right. the child. And Joseph, who is one of my heroes in the Bible, mm. he got up and immediately left that night. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, well, we got a good night's sleep. Listen, the baby just finally dropped off to sleep. What do you want me to do? The answer I is- I want you to get up and go right now. Get up and go. Yep, mm-hmm. get up and go. Right. So, you know, he may speak to you through dreams or visions, And the closer you walk with the Lord, listen to this, the closer you walk with the Lord, the better you know him, Mm 
Mm -hmm. easier to know his will. Yes. Let me, just a quick story, Low, and then I'll let you comment on it. But for a period of time when your mom and I were newlyweds, I worked for your grandfather. And I know what you're thinking. He's pretty gruff. Yep. And he's not a, he's not a Christian. Mm -mm. But he would pick me up at our apartment in Glen Ellen. And he would drive down the Eisenhower Freeway all the way to downtown Chicago. Took about 45 minutes to an hour. And then coming back home, same thing, 45 minutes to an hour. Well, what do we do? Well, for 45 minutes to an hour, my father would talk to me about business. Mm. He would talk to me about how to sell advertising. Mm. He would talk to me about how to deal with customers, how to deal with suppliers, how to deal with staff. Mm. He would talk to me about accounting and finances. He would talk to me about every aspect of the business and he did that every day, five days a week, an hour in, an hour back, four months. Couldn't you just put your AirPods in? And... <laughs> no, no AirPods back in. So, so the, the bottom line is I had a pretty good idea how he operated. Mm -hmm. And I had a pretty good idea how he ran his business, how he went about decision making. Mm -hmm. Now, the interesting thing is when he was out of town, Say he was on a business trip and I'm in my office. One of the people who work for him would come in and say, you know, we've got X, Y, Z. We've got this problem. What do you think we should do? And I would say, here's what my dad would do. Mm -hmm. And then we would do that. And, and my dad would get back and I would say, dad, we had this little problem. Here's what I told him to do. Is that what you would have done? And he said, it's exactly what I would have done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How did I know my father's will? Because you listen to him every day. I spent so much time with him. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any choice. Right. I was going to know his will one way or the other. Yep. And I would say the same thing for Christians. If you want to know the will of God mm -hmm. in these neutral areas, mm -hmm. you have to be spending time with him, time in his word. Mm -hmm time in prayer, mm -hmm. drawing near to him. If you're walking tight with the Lord, you're going to know his will. Mm -hmm. There won't be any mistake. There won't be any questioning. It won't be hard. Mm -hmm. It'll be easy, just as easy as it was for me to tell these people what my father's will was. Right. You know, <laughs> after, after a crash, you know, a master's course in discerning my dad's will, I had a pretty good idea what he did, what he didn't do. Right, right. Well, I was going to say along those lines that I found that either the voice gets louder or we become more tuned into it, the more we obey. Because I noticed that when I first moved to Sioux Falls, which was totally a, a leap of faith, that I could, I could, I could discern God's will a lot better than I have at other points in my life. I just felt so tuned in. It felt like it, it seems like the more you obey, each time you obey, the voice gets a little bit louder or maybe a little easier to discern. It's yes. like, you trust yes. me with this. I'm going to get, I'm going to tell, I'm going to give you more. I'm going to yes. let you see more of myself. All of that falls under internal confirmation. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for me to point my finger at a chapter and verse, I can't do it. 
But what I can tell you is that the Holy Spirit is prompting me. He won't leave me alone. He nags me until I do something mm -hmm. that he wants done. Let's let's talk just a little bit about external confirmation. Oh, can I ask you one more thing about the internal? Yes. About dreams and visions. So we had a little um, discussion at dinner and I was asking my boys, how do they know what God's will is for their life? Like, how do they, are they able to discern that? You know, and they kind of gave me some mediocre answers. But one thing Josiah said was, sometimes I have, I have dreams. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, that can or can't, maybe, maybe it's God, maybe it's just something you ate. We don't know what was your dream. And he said that he had this dream that he, he was in a, he was on top of a burning building and there was nowhere to go. He couldn't get down. So he had to jump. He had to jump off the building. And he said, I, I jumped off the building and I was certain I was going to hit the pavement and die. But just before I hit the pavement, angels swooped in and lifted me up and set me down. I said, what do you think that means? I said, I, I think God's telling you to avoid putting yourself in dangerous situations. I mean, I don't, I don't really know. I mean, you got to, you got to pray about that and ask God what, if there was something he was trying to teach you there. I don't know. Wow. That's, that's straight out of Matthew four. Wow. Where, where Jesus was challenged by the devil to throw himself down from the, the pinnacle or the top of the temple. And Jesus said, you know, and the devil said to him, uh, he will give his angels charge concerning you and they will catch you in their hands lest you strike your foot against the stone. Mm -hmm. It's Psalm 91, mm -hmm. one of your favorite Psalms. And I, well, it's interesting because I pray that over my boys, I pray a hedge of protection around them. And I pray that he will, that his angels will lift them up with their hands so that they will not strike their foot against the stone. Yeah. Yeah, that's, just, an inter that's an interesting dream. But it just came back to me when you were talking about dreams and visions. And I thought, I wonder, you know, I think, I think there was something to that. I don't know. I'm not sure that I hit the nail on the head with my interpretation, but I said, that's something, I mean, I think God was trying to tell you something not to put yourself in dangerous situations. I mean, he's 16 years old. I'm sure God wants him to know that, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I don't know either. I'm not a, I'm not great at interpreting dreams. I'm not Freudian. <laughs> you know, Freud had all these dream analysis. I don't do that. But but I do know that when God wants to get through to you, sometimes the only time that he can get you to be quiet and still is when you're asleep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then he speaks to you through a dream. Mm -hmm. uh, a vision, a vision, by the way, is a wide awake dream. Mm-hmm. So you're awake and, you know, life is going on around you, but you're seeing a vision just like John did mm -hmm. on the island of Patmos when he got the whole vision of revelation. Right. Uh, that was a vision, not a dream. Well, let's, let's move on to the external confirmation. The internal one is, you know, basically drawing close to God. If you draw near to God, he will draw near to you. You won't have a problem mm -hmm. knowing and doing the will of God. I mean, or should I say, knowing the will of God. You may have a problem doing it, but but you won't have a problem knowing it. Well, external confirmation. God may confirm his will through the witness of two or three people or events. It says that repeatedly in scripture, that on the basis of two or three witnesses, 
every fact will be confirmed. So we're always looking for two or three others that are credible, mm. uh, not people that uh, you don't have faith in, but credible witnesses mm -hmm. to validate that something is true. Mm -hmm. And so we're looking for that uh, on the basis of several people. So if several people say to you, boy, Laura, you ought to move to Sioux Falls, South mm. Dakota, mm -hmm. or you ought to buy this house. Or you ought to start a podcast with your dad. You ought to start a podcast with your dad. <laughs> and you get two or three people that say that, you can pretty well discern, oh, I think God wants me to start a podcast with my dad. Yeah. And then that would be, that would be accurate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you don't know what to do, ask God for help. He will help you make a wise decision. Normal steps to making a wise decision. Gather facts. Mm -hmm. Get your facts. You can't make a wise decision without gaining as many facts at least as you can. Mm -hmm. You may not get everything or be exhausted, but you can certainly gain as many facts as possible. Mm -hmm. Second, seek the wise counsel of others that you regard as wise and mature. I like to look for guys with gray hair. Mm -hmm. if, if it's somebody my age, most likely they're going through the same stuff I'm going through. So I'm looking for somebody that's one stage older than me. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of person that I want to seek for counsel, somebody that will help me to know if I'm on the right track. And then I'm going to weigh the pros and cons. Mm -hmm. It's what, 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 what common people call horse sense. It's just plain old horse sense. Mm -hmm. And that usually contains an element of godly wisdom. And then finally, I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask for God's help to be wise. I'm going to claim that verse that you closed out the last podcast with, James 1, mm. of 5 through 8, mm -hmm. making a decision. The first choice that he brings to my mind after I've asked him for his help is the correct choice. If I've said, God, give me wisdom, and then he brings a choice to my mind, you know, you ought to move to Sioux Falls. Mm -hmm. If he brings that choice to my mind, and I blow it off because I'm afraid to move or afraid to disrupt my life, mm -hmm. then I'm flying in the face of God's will mm -hmm. because he's given me an answer. Mm -hmm. I just didn't like it. Mm -hmm. So don't doubt. Act on this choice in faith. And it sometimes helps to write them down, uh, the first choice that God brings to mind. Uh, if you're married... Uh, it's really interesting because if you're married, you can both pray, you can ask for wisdom, you can spell out what the decision is, and then you can both write on a three by five card, either yes, we're going to go and move to Sioux Falls, or no, we're not. Mm -hmm. And you have to both agree. Right. So what if one of you says one thing and one of you says another thing? <laughs> Which happens. Well, at that point, then we just Say, okay, we're going to take a pause, a timeout, and we'll come back and revisit this in a couple of days or a week. Sure. So we're, we're, not, we're not done with this. Mm -hmm. We're not going to blow it up, but we, we will come back to it. And we're going to wait and we're going to pray some more. Yep. And then once you've asked for wisdom and you've received God's help in making a wise choice, act accordingly. Don't second guess yourself. Don't look back. To do so is to doubt, and that's not faith. Mm 
That's sin, says James 1. So in all of that, a lot of people second guess. They ask for wisdom. They want to know God's will. God tells them. And then they second guess themselves. Um, the last thing I want to talk about is Gideon's fleece. Mm-hmm. Remember Gideon's fleece, Low? I sure do. And he's he's trying to discern whether he should go to battle or whether he shouldn't go to battle. And the first time he says, you know, God, don't be mad at me. But if I'm supposed to go to battle, make everything around me wet. And yet this fleece of wool, make it dry. Mm-hmm. God did that. And the second night, he said, okay, God, let's do the opposite. Make everything around me dry and make this fleece wet. Mm-hmm. And he got up the next morning, he could wring it out. It was that wet. Mm-hmm. Well, that, a lot of people take that and say, I'm going to put out a fleece. If God wants me to move to Timbuktu, mm-hmm. then he will bring a blonde-haired, blue-eyed young woman to uh, be my wife. To accompany me, because that's what I need. That's what I need. So, you know, they put out this fleece and they say, God, uh, if you want me to do this, then you've got to come through and you've got to give me the answer to my fleece. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, The problem with that is it is not a biblical pattern for discerning the will of God. Uh, it's it's a unique pattern for Gideon and Gideon only. It's never a method that's used elsewhere in the Old Testament or in the Gospels by Christ or in the book of Acts by the early church or by the Apostle Paul or anybody else in the epistles. All of them use the Bible, prayer, open or closed doors, mm-hmm. Holy Spirit's internal witness and wisdom. Mm-hmm. to know what God's will is right they they didn't they didn't just use a fleece mm-hmm. that was a one-time what we call a hapax legomena mm-hmm. that means a one-time in scripture yeah and but I think sometimes and maybe this more falls under the the category of open and closed doors like for my decision whether we were going to move to Sioux Falls or not I needed so many things to line up within a very short amount of time. And so I said, if this is your will, God, you know what needs to happen in order for me to move in time for the boys to start school there in the fall. Like I needed to have a job and I needed to sell my townhouse and I needed to get X dollars for my townhouse and like all these things. And I needed to, um, for the school that we were going to, I needed to have the boys, number one, accepted and number one, get enough financial aid from the school that I was going to be able to support my kids and be able to send them there. So all these things need to happen in a very short amount of time. And long story short, every single one of them, yep. every single door opened, every single yep. one yep. in a very That's... short amount of time. And I even said, like, I'm not, I'm not trying to be demanding God. I mean, you, it's your timing, it's your will, but I have to know by the end of this week, in order to know if I'm going to turn in my resignation at work, because I don't, I mean, you have to give them two weeks notice. So it's like all these things that had to come together and it did, it came together exactly. It it had to be supernatural. I I think that was an amazing example because in a lot of ways you were asking God, open or close the door on this. If you want me to move, open the door. 
Mm -hmm. Open the door in all of these areas. Mm -hmm. And if not, close the door and I'll know I'm supposed to stay put. Right. That's very biblical, though, because the Apostle Paul said, should I go to this city? Should I go to that city? And the, the Holy Spirit would not open the door. Mm -hmm. And yet he had a dream and a man from Macedonia said, come over here and help us. Mm -hmm. And Paul said, I think we're supposed to go to Macedonia. Mm -hmm. And off they went. But, you know, open, open and closing doors. They talk about that a lot in the book of Revelation. Jesus talks about having a door open that no man can shut. Mm. And, if, and if God shuts the door, no man can open it. Mm -hmm. So open and closed doors is an excellent way to know and discern the will of God. Yeah. And it was, it was so, I, I was praying so specifically and God was answering so specifically. Like I said, I need my townhouse to sell. I need to have an offer by the end of the week because I have to be able to make an offer on a place in Sioux Falls and it sold within three days. So it was wow. like, bam, bam, bam. And I had to get, I had, I had a minimum amount that I needed to get in financial aid from the school, or I wasn't going to be able to swing it with my budget. And I got exactly the amount that I needed. So it was like all these things that I was praying about it and God, I'm like, you know what I need, you know what I need to make this happen. So it's either going to be 100% of you or it's 100% stay here and don't go. So there's no, there's really no wiggle room because if I had found a job, but didn't get enough financial aid, that would have fallen flat. If I found the job and got the financial aid, but my place didn't sell. I mean, there were so many things that needed to come together that it yeah. had to be of God. That, that was amazing. One of the other things that mom has said and mom has taught me is that when you're praying about something and you're truly seeking God's will and you're asking for him to show you discernment, show you what his will is, sometimes you just have to say, God, I am trusting you. And when he gives you a piece about something, you just go with it and just say, I trusted you. I, you know, my heart's in the right place. And I'm going to, I'm just, I'm going to move forward. And if you, if you, if you don't want me to do this and close the door, but when he gives you a piece about something, that's another sign that you're following his will. Yeah. I think what, what God will do is if you're not in his will, you will be up, you will be upset. You will be unrest mm -hmm. in your life and you just won't be able to discern the will of God at all. Right. But because you'll be upset and you won't be able to discern it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and that brings me to another great point and how we close out all of our podcasts. And like I said, last week, you can't begin to discern the will of God. If you don't know him personally as your Lord and savior, he needs to be in your life. He needs to be your savior before um, he can show you what he wants for you, what he, what his will is for your life. So you can do that right now. Don't delay. You, we don't know what tomorrow holds. So, so don't hold off. Let's make this decision now. And you can do it as easy as ABC. The ABCs of salvation are a admit you are a sinner in need of a savior. Romans three 23 says for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And then B believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He came and he died for you. And he says in John 14, six, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. And then C is call upon his name. Romans 10, 13, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. He already knows every bad thing you've ever done, every sin you've ever committed, 
every nasty thing that you're ashamed of. He already knows it. He sees you and he loves you anyways. And that's why he died. If you were perfect and blameless, he wouldn't have needed to die for you, but he did. And he sees you and you don't have to clean up to come to him. You just need to come to him. That's all he asks is submit to him. So if you would like to pray with us to invite Jesus into your heart, to be the Lord of your life, and then trust God to guide you throughout this new year and give you discernment to make the wisest decisions, do that right now. Do that today. Dad, will you please guide us um, and lead us in that salvation prayer? Yeah, I would be glad to. My Heavenly Father, we come to you in Jesus' name, and we know in a new year like this, there's so many unanswered questions. Mm -hmm. We don't know a lot of things about what 2022 holds, but we do know you. Mm -hmm. We know you, and we trust you, and we believe in you, Mm -hmm. and we know that you mean good. And if you're here and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I want to invite you to receive him this new year. Mm -hmm. Make this new year the best year of your life by receiving Jesus Christ. You can do that very simply by following me in this prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you knowing that I'm lost, knowing that I've sinned, knowing that I've disappointed myself, other people. I've not lived up to my own standards. God, you know that. But you know what? I believe in you. Mm -hmm. I believe in your son, Jesus Christ. I believe that he came, was born on Christmas, and that he died on the cross for sinners like me, and that he rose again so that those who believe in him might have eternal life. Mm -hmm. And and I'm calling upon you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. I'm calling upon you right now. And I'm asking you to forgive me and to give me eternal life. And I will praise you in your holy name. Amen. 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 And I have this little um, poem that I say to myself sometimes. And sometimes I say it with my youngest son. I may not know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future. And I know he holds my hand. And if you just prayed that prayer, he holds your hand. And he, he wants to help you through the challenges of this upcoming year. He wants to guide you and he wants to give you discernment. So if you prayed and you gave your life to him, welcome to the family and please send your story to us. Let us celebrate with you and let us give you some materials to help you grow in your faith. You can email us at hopewellcouncil at gmail.com. And if you want to share this podcast with anyone, we invite you to do that. We encourage you to do that. And you can share our podcast. They can find it on Spotify, Apple podcast, Google podcast, anchor.fm, and all current and past episodes at hopewellcouncil.com. If you have questions, comments, suggestions for future episodes, you can send those to hopewellcouncil at gmail.com as well. And so next week, we're going to do a little something a little different. We're going to do a question and answer with Dr. Irv. So if there's questions that are pressing on your mind, things that maybe you've heard or you're stumbled across or just things that have always kind of troubled you that you're, you just have never really been able to wrap your brain around, send those to us and we'll dive into them and we'll do a little Q&A next week. And then after that, we're going to relaunch our end time series, which was one of our most popular series talking about the rapture and the tribulation and the great white throne judgment. It's all there. And Dr. Irv did a great job of doing a deep dive on those topics. So we're going to relaunch those um, uh, later towards the end of January. And so I'm going to close us out now with Romans 12, 2, which says, 
Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will.